You, you are, are now tuned into the Fusebox Radio Broadcast with DJ Fusion and John Judah. Syndicated worldwide to bring real, real black radio back. <laughs> All right, everybody, one, two, one, two, what's going on? You're now in tune to another session of the syndicated worldwide Fusebox radio broadcast with DJ Fusion and John Judah. Since 1998, whether it's on your FM dial, internet radio station, podcast, or website, we're up in the mix to bring you a slice of what we call 21st century black radio to the masses, a mix of old and new school music from all over the black diaspora, hip-hop, soul, funk, jazz, reggae, etc., etc., as well as news, commentary, and interviews during our three-hour block of goodness each week. You got myself, DJ Fusion, on the mix and commentary in. On the side, you got my bro, John Judah. What's going on there, Judah? There's a beady back in the place of matter in this time and space. Of course, Fuse Box Radio, sending up to the whole wide world. Of course, back with another show, back with another engagement. Of course, my children... How you feeling? Of course, we got the vision. Too beautiful for plastic surgery. Representing Jersey and Fuse Box Radio 320. Fusey, what's the deal? Uh, doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. Glad to be here to do another week of the show, as always. Uh, much appreciation to all the people who listen in, um, whether it's through um, one of the um, streaming outlets or via the FM station or, again, um, via podcast, whether you get us via iTunes, Zoom, um, TuneIn, Radio, Flycast, or our brand new people who are um, putting the Fusebox Radio on board, Stitcher Radio, for all my phone app people, and um, computer app people, you know, we deeply appreciate the ways y'all check in, and all of that stuff, and yeah, we're here to bring that nice, um, clean slash radio friendly mix of good, diverse tunes, and all that good stuff. Of course, um, shout out to all of our broadcast affiliates who have us down. You can check out the latest list of all of those folks on our official blog site, which is currently under um, a revamp right now, blackradioisback.com. Right up at the top, you can go to um, Fusebox Radio um, Affiliates, click on that, and you'll see all those great people. And um, arenas, besides us, they all have great content, whether it's um, written or audio or otherwise, so check that out. And um, indeedy, indeedy. And I'm um, speaking of ways people can check out the Fusebox Radio, besides BlackRadioFact.com at our official blog, you can also go to our official website for the show, which is FuseboxRadioOnline.com, F-U-S-E-B-O-X-R-A-D-I-O-O-N-L-I-N-E.com. And if you're on um, any of the social networks, including now um, Google+, Plus, I signed up for a Google Plus account. Honestly, I have no idea how the hell it works right now, but we are there, and our information and stuff is on there. So all of our stuff ends with slash Fusebox Radio. So Twitter.com slash Fusebox Radio, Facebook.com slash Fusebox Radio, etc., etc. And if you want to go to the Facebook like page, click and let people know that you're feeling what we do and our updates and stuff. You can go to Facebook.com slash Fusebox Radio Show as one word to go ahead and get that down. And um, yeah, lots going on over here behind the scenes and whatnot. That's where Radio.co project will be dropping in the fall. Definitely check that out. We should have a lot of um, interesting stuff jumping off with that, including um, maybe a few um, goodies for sale and um, giveaway goodies. So check that out. And, of course, props to the folks um, who the Fusebox Radio represents with on the written and with the pen. 
over at Planet Ill, PlanetIll.com, and Oh Hell Null blog at Oh Hell Null blog.com. Um, great sites, lots of diverse content for the hip hop generation and beyond. And um, I'm part of the music staff for both of those um, crews, independent music for Planet Ill, and um, lots of mainstream and independent music reviews um, with New Music Tuesday over at Oh Hell Null blog. So. Definitely right. check that. And uh, mixtapes, I had people asking for mixtapes lately. Those are coming back soon, too. Um, honestly, there was kind of a period where there just wasn't that much inspiration to do mixtapes. Um, on a few ones, some of the new music was kind of meh, and, you know, it's been busy here on a lot of different levels. But those are coming back soon. Don't worry. I'm aiming for the fall to drop a nice on stream re- due to Return of Real Black Radio series again. And, um... Yeah, I think that's about it for the regular promo ramble and all that we got to do. And before we get into the show and our segments with um, Black Agenda Report, um, Black University Radio Network Direct Effects, and Free Press's Media Minutes, it's time for us to get into our own bit of news and commentary and all of that noise. So um, let's go ahead and um, get into it. Um, a few um, unfortunate deaths happened in the world of sports and entertainment this past week. Um, I know one of the ones that got the, um, the most um, mainstream news coverage was the passing of um, R&B and soul singer Amy Winehouse, representing the UK. Um, another um, person who passed away young, passed away at the age, <clears throat> excuse me, of 27. Like, I don't really like that entire 27 club nonsense or whatever people say. Like, to me, that just seems kind of morbid. Um, I'll give Amy Winehouse props for a few reasons. Um, her two albums to me are dope. Her first album, Frank, that had, like, um, the one kind of underground mainstream hit, and, of course, the Back in Black album that came out around, I think, 2007 or so. I think that besides her being in that trade, that she really respected and believed in the music. Like some people use the "Hey, here's a a white chick singing soul thing" as um, a gimmick. Like Dave may have a talent, but it's not authentic and genuine. I believed her love for that type of music, especially because she had more of that like um, almost 50s, 60s R&B influence in a lot of her music. Um, I believe it was very genuine. And I think it came out through her work. No doubt. Um, she unfortunately got caught up in um, a cycle. We don't know what the death is as her her reason of death as of this um, broadcast, but people are suspecting it was because of um, varying addictions that she had, um, alcohol and various drugs in the past, which unfortunately is not much new in the entertainment world, much less the real world. Cause that happened. This happened to a lot of people, unfortunately. So, um, yeah, definitely, um, excuse me, condolences to her friend, family, and fans. Um, even though her amount of work that we know of, because we don't know what's in the studio, um, balls yet, is limited, she put out some great work. And, um, I think that should, um, be highly appreciated. um, One thing I want to say quick Mm -hmm. about, one thing I want to say quick about Amy Winehouse is that, um, I like the fact how, like you would say, she had kind of like used the 50s and 60s music. I mean, most of our listeners weren't alive during that time. So her putting it out was almost like, you know, something new, a breath of fresh air, you know what I'm saying? No, Revisiting and almost schooling individuals 
on that. You know what I'm saying? And it wasn't, you know, like it wasn't a gimmick or whatever. It was real. And shouldn't black American artists don't even do music from there? It's not like they had to do a whole album. I mean, Raphael Sadiq, he did a joint, which was, of course, good. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, just to, you know, and, I, and, I, and Amy Winehouse, she understood that. You know what I'm saying? It's not like she was limited to that, but she would she she would do that. And and and, and, and sounded good at doing it. But um rest in peace and um prayers to fam family and um big up UK. I No doubt, no doubt. Um a recent death that just occurred, um, literally as of the time of broadcast is um jazz songwriter, artist and producer Gene McDaniels passed away. Um, some people may not know his name unless they're one of these kind of dusty finger um, digging type of people or hardcore old school jazz fans. But there's a song that you've heard in quite a few movies called Compared to What? He wrote and sang that song. Uh, for people who remember the movie Casino, um, there's this scene where um, Al Pacino's character, um, Lefty Rosenthal, first um, sees um, Sharon Stone's character. Who he ends up falling in love with, and they are like um are walking through the casino, and it's like a slow motion thing, and people hear that particular song. Like people want to think about that. Like it's a very iconic um song that Martin Scorsese used as a part of the soundtrack for that movie. No doubt. And um he he did a lot of um dope stuff. Um definitely check out. I did read a little bit about him uh, before the broadcast. He definitely was really really in there. With all that he did, but I know people, um, even if they want to YouTube um, that song, because I'm not going to sing it because I don't want to damage people's ears. But um, yeah, definitely um, a big um, important passing with that um, going down. And um, lastly, um, Butch Lewis passed away. Really? Yeah, um, earlier this week. Um, some people may not know the name per se, they're not that deep into sports, but he was a, um, legendary boxing promoter, passed away of a heart attack. No doubt. And stuff, um, a lot of people, um, who might not necessarily know about, um, how boxing was before, I guess, the big time era of Don King and all that, he was a part of that era that got, you know, these boxers actually some money. No doubt. To do their thing and get endorsement and stuff like that. And in that particular vein, it fooled a lot of other um, promoters and agents to do the same for the athletes that they were representing. Uh-huh. And um, whatnot. But yeah, definitely um, very impactful. I think a lot of people who are um, fans of sports should check out info about him. That was also a bro, too. So, to a degree, in these kind of sports where it's like a majority, I hate the term minority, but it's all I can think of right now, where there's a majority of American minorities, I should say, in the sport, and there were a lot of people who would like pay a pittance for half of these guys. These were the type of guys who fought to make things happen on multiple levels on that business and for the athletes. Of course, for themselves, but for the athletes. So, you know, any athlete right now is getting them like real, like, dumb stupidly big checks because there was a period of time in sports where you know a football player was still had to work a nine to five after they had finished the season no doubt. or any of these other guys you know you got to think cats like butch lewis for that no doubt so yeah definitely had to um mention those particular passings 
with this show. And of course, prayers, condolences to all the family, friends, and fans of okay. all of those folks as well. And whatnot. Oh man, what else is going on? It's been kind of a crazy, kind of a crazy week this week. Um, let's see here. Um, for people overseas who are looking at the U.S. and this debt ceiling thing and wondering um, what the hell is going on, um, basically it's some nonsense. And a real, real short summation, um, the debt ceiling is pretty much says how much the U.S. can say that they can borrow to pay off all the stuff that we do here, whether it's Social Security, um, various governmental stuff, etc., etc. And to be real short about it, my personal opinion is it's all a bunch of crap. Every president until now has been able to pass a debt ceiling. Just to keep the country running at a decent level and to keep the credit rating of this quote-unquote first world country in AAA status. No doubt. And while people who have heard the show definitely know that we're not, you know, quote-unquote Democrats or quote-unquote Republicans. um, We're kind of on our third-party vibe. To see how this is going down because... As far as I'm concerned, the president has brown skin and isn't bowing down is ridiculous. No doubt. This type of thing has never happened in the history of the United States. And I'll put it like this. If my credit is bad as an individual, and I'm sure people have had bad credit sometime in their lives, um, the opportunities for you to do different things are limited because you can't borrow money. No, no. Or you start having to dig into them savings and all that type of noise. Think about how that would be for a country. And we're in a country that already has a recession going on. I don't even think this needs to be a, well, I go to this party or I go to that party type of deal. It's like, yo, you know, do, do you really want to have, let's say, your parents or grandparents get them social security checks cut or not at all? Do you want military guys not getting paid? A lot of these budget allocations people don't necessarily think of really affect a lot of people's nine to five jobs especially if they're already no. tied to the federal or state government it's just going to get worse if it's that way and more and more um, hopefully by next broadcast people will get their stuff together but you know i don't know i i do not know when you have cats like bill o'reilly talking about yo y'all republicans are awesome old bullish then that's a problem you know what I'm saying? Like people who don't give a damn about President Obama talking about, look, man, y'all, y'all are playing some weird games right now. You, you need to stop this. It's bizarre, and you know, big thumbs down to this um, Representative Allen West, man. I'm sorry, pardon me for the language, but this dude is a straight up politicoon, as far as I'm concerned. Not a politician, but a politicoon. Cause he's just riding the wave of this tea party thing. Oh, crazy black dude saying all types of noise. It's like, dude, yo, do you know what you're doing? For one thing, why the hell are you affiliated with them guys? The strict constitution means they want you to be back on the plantation. That's right. If you want to go there, and yeah, I'm American studying history major, so I know what the hell I'm talking about on this level. This ain't political jibber jabber. And. I don't know, man. It's 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 bananas. It's really, really bananas. I think that people really don't want to see where it can go. Because there's people I've known personally who have degrees and other stuff who have been able to get a solid nine to five for a minute, not because they they are on some nonsense. No doubt. It's because the economy is bad, and I don't think anybody wants it to get worse. No doubt. So you know, I know I've had some people ask me about that on via the Twitter. So I want to mention that. Situation, real, real quick. Um, 
what else we got going on here? Um, in terms of how we're living in a sick, sick world, Larry Flint said he offered Casey Anthony half a million dollars to pose nude and hustle. Look here, man. I, 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 don't know. I don't even know what I like to say about that besides that that headline. Yeah. Another yeah. world right there. Right there. And, you know, Another world right there. Accused, accused of baby killer. Got, got the sentence not guilty. However, people feel about the thing. I, I think that's. Amazing. Personally, I mean, even if the, let's say the lady's not guilty, there's a lot of people who believe she's guilty. She's still kind of in danger. I don't, I don't even know what I can say for that, but it's the world we live in. There's no doubt the hope killed the baby. The hope drowned the baby. And it was like, baby did fucking, baby did fucking the car truck. You know what and she just got off. You got too scared to death, running off. Yes, you know. But anyway, uh, let let me know how you feel, Judah, because nobody knew. But anyway. <laughs> I feel you, though. I feel you. I'm, I'm I'm trying to be on the fair side of things, but I feel you. Um, speaking of weird media things, kind of interesting um, fallback from this particular story. MSNBC is thinking about hiring Al Sharpton. To be on one of their own political commentary shows. <laughs> there is a bit of controversy from, you know, the regular end where there are people like, I don't like Al Sharpton. And there are people, including the um, National Association for Black Journalists, who are like, Al Sharpton's nice, but there's mad black journalists who are more qualified for this than him. Why y'all choosing him? This seems like a case of tokenism. And to me, I don't exactly know how I feel. I mean, I think he's done more than most of the talking heads we see on TV right now. On a bunch of levels, he's made some big mistakes, including the Tawana Brawley joint. But I think through um, National Action Network, he, he has done a decent amount of good through the years. No doubt. Now, is hiring Al Sharpton supposed to make me jump for joy? No, because there's still be only one black person in the midst of next to none. Especially in that particular field. I mean, who else do you got? Juan Williams? Yeah, okay. What do you do? At least he's a black man with heart. You know, Al got some, got, got some heart and, you know, some most of them Negroes, they have on that work there or come there. The majority, you know. They look like men. You know. Uh, the thing I think that has some people concerned is like, He's shown he has like a, a, some of that, but I think the issue is is like is that going to show through that format? Like just seeing a black face, in my opinion, it's nice, but it's kind of insignificant if they're not only able to do so much or doing oh, no. so much. You know what I mean? And MSNBC is a part of a conglomerate because you know the NBC um, Comcast merger that people are still trying to work out and have go down. And one of the things that makes my feeling a little bit weird about this is that Al Sharpton was very much for the um, NBC Comcast merger huh. um, along with um, some other various people and all of a sudden this particular position is being offered now we don't know what's going on so I'm not saying one way or the other but it is kind of weird to 
see that person. I don't. I don't want to believe that it was like, yo, you say this and get these these Negro organizations to agree so we can get it through the FCC. It will give you something. I hope it's not that. I mean, we already got enough. Um, because we. I had to try to be clean here. This is why we need to get a, a dirty talk show, but maybe another time. Um, I guess a B made move or whatever. That I think that's better. Um. But yeah, um, the Wall Street Journal and um, New York Times were talking about that um, he was part of that coalition that was saying to try to make that happen. Again, I I hope the bro ain't dirty. I mean, a lot of people are dirty. I I hope not, but I don't know. I mean, I know people who've worked for him before, good people, and all of that. Sometimes he showed both of it, but I think that is how he is. I definitely, if I had to choose between him and a Tavis Smiley or Cornell West, it's definitely going to be Sharpton first. But I don't know. I had to see how that would even go about working. And also, you know, I think the thing that some people forget is when they get up to a position like that, you still got to bring people on board. Of course, people are qualified, not just because they're brown or whatever. No doubt. But, you know, they're going to be diversity in terms of the people you bring in as other opinion people or are you just going to be as um, my son my older relatives say that raising the milk that nobody really notices and does nothing So, time will tell but just seeing how the blogosphere and the internet lit up when this was even thrown out there is um was just very interesting it was definitely very interesting yeah, I think it's purely for the cake I think he's trying to get a little bit of bread out of this and hopefully he doesn't uh, be stained with uh, the corruption that comes with um, major mass media. Yeah, man. I mean, that's a worry. I mean, once upon a time, not even maybe five, ten years ago, people thought, you know, well, a decent amount on some level, thought that that Tavis wasn't that dude. Now this dude is just on on some other wow, nonsense. Wow. <laughs> Thank you for the sound effect, Judah. That 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 works um perfectly well. Whoa, whoa. They were like, man, he's doing state of black America. He, he might be about some. He's bringing on some cats who actually don't really get to be on TV like that. <laughs> and, and then that corporate money came through. That nationwide insurance funds came through. That PBS. And, um, I like PBS, actually. I mean, I, it's always just PBS. But let's say the, the corporate money before PBS came through. And then, you know, somebody felt they were a kingmaker and they weren't a kingmaker. Now you just got, you know, pretty much bitter black man crying about, and Obama ain't like me. It's like, come on, dude, seriously? You know, I don't necessarily like saying this to men, but like sometimes, you know, some men need to grow up here, you know, that, that dude needs to grow up here, seriously. But anyway, this ain't about time. He, of course, all people I've heard that many times during this show, and other shows actually, where I've got this conversation. But, um, let me see here. One or two more things, and then we'll get into the music mix and all of that. Um, for my people in the UK, some crazy news. Um, there's over a million innocent people DNAs in the um, police system over there. And the people are pretty much saying, we're not going to wipe that from the record. They said they're going to keep it in anonymized form, which sounds like some nonsense to me. 
or whatever. Because like, why the hell are you holding on somebody's DNA who's innocent? Because originally they were saying that they were going to destroy um, that DNA. You know, once people sat down and found out that this type of thing was going on. And for people who are in other places not, that is not um, around the UK, basically in England and Wales, the DNA profiles of everyone arrested, period. You can get, like, a parking ticket, not paying to get arrested, to somebody who, like, murders and gangs people. On the recordable offense are retained by the police, and they, they take their DNA. As of now, the UK DNA National Database holds more than 5 million profiles, including a million people with absolutely no criminal um, convic- conviction. Which means that they did it not for criminal necessary convictions, but to be able to track and have surveillance over every uh, every one of their citizens, which is the eventuality of all Western world. All majority of nations, sorry to, to, to make disappoint people, but mostly all nations headed by whites, Europeans, it's going to be like that. And it's going to trickle down into Asia and Africa, but that's how that's gonna be, and you know, hope. And then, then through the, through then through everything going to the chip where there's no paper money and fizzle down into that. <laughs> but um, all right. Yeah, I thought that was kind of a crazy story for people to think about, and also for my folks who may be on the quote-unquote wrong side of the law. Um, if you are one of these folks who likes rolling up their trees or taking whatever um, illegal, intoxicant, or drug of choice, you may have to be extra careful because there's a new device out right now, actually also in the UK, that can test for drugs in a person's system by taking a fingerprint. And it says through this technology, um, it can confirm a subject's ID and detect the presence of a number of drugs including cocaine, Cannabis, methadone, and I don't know why nicotine, but nicotine. And pretty much like when you take your fingerprint, the the oils and the sweat are supposed to be what is supposed to, through this particular system, read um, what you have in your system. Kind of crazy. Yeah, probably like a cell phone, probably give off a little bit of radiation to whatever. But yeah, that is definitely crazy. But um, did you want to talk about the uh, interview? Um, actually, yeah, really, really quickly, we're going to have an interview on this week's show. It's not a long interview, kind of short, but on a very interesting subject. Um, it, it is about epigenics. And we have an author who wrote a book about epigenics, which pretty much says your, it, not just your regular genes that get passed on from mother to father or whatever, make up somehow you function health-wise, but also your environment. And your environment can change how your genetic code gets passed down. This new um, type of study that's been happening for the past few years. And um, with that, we had went ahead, excuse me, shoot, and interviewed um, author Richard Francis, um, who wrote the book Epigenetic, the Ultimate Mystery of Inheritance that just dropped about um, earlier this month. And um, it's, it's it's pretty interesting subject matter. Just a little something to think about, like you know, pretty much what you eat, including you know, kind of crazy junk that people may eat, what folks may breathe, what you might be around from in from the hood to the burbs or whatever, could mess with how your health is and your future generations' health. Whereas some things may be changed if you change for the better, and some things may not be able to change depending on 
how that affects folks. So something to look into. But um, that's definitely um our interview for the week. Uh, thank you for the reminder on that, Judah. Appreciate that. And actually, I was talking about the interview that they sent you about the rap scene. Hmm. Oh yes, yes, yes. Thank you. Um, good luck on that one. I had almost completely forgot. As a matter of fact, I think that'll be the last thing we'll mention before we get into um, this week's show. Um, my people's over at um, Culture V. Shouts out um, to him. Good, good people. Um, has a blog out on um, CultureV.com. And this blog talks about lots of different music industry things, including interviewing um, different people, um, how to you know deal with the industry, etc., etc. And he had, uh, which actually people can find on YouTube and other places as well as his site, a three-part interview with a uh, Washington D.C. Um, hip-hop MC Wale, um, formerly a Rock Nation, now with Maybach Music Group and all of that. And one thing that irritated me about this interview, which I think so signifies one of the big things that's wrong with how people perceive hip-hop today, including people within the various hip-hop generations, is that there was an exchange where um, people who were doing the interview, like, um, they were having a back and forth. And essentially, Wally was like, well, you're 34. You don't understand my music. Now, for one... I'm a bit disappointed he would even make such a dumbass statement because I think that brother's lying about his age. <laughs> you know, like, a lot of these cats lie about their age. Like, I don't care. I'll tell the truth. I'm 32. You know, I'm not ashamed of my age. I'm around. A lot of people I know probably passed away. So, whatever, whatever. But it's like, for one, wow, that's kind of ignorant to do. Especially somebody probably puts up your birth certificate one day. And secondly, when did being in your 30s become ancient? Especially for a art form that might have just been around for 30, 35 years. Depending on what your definition is of when everything started around the Bronx or wherever have you. And, you know, even on the business end, I'm like, that's dumb. You're eliminating a section of people who actually have disposable money to buy your ish. Whether it's via MP3, vinyl, CDs, or whatever. You know, good music is good music. And that can transcend people regardless of age. Now, you, Wale, in my opinion, may be scared of people talking about, you know, well, you're in your 30s, you know, you don't understand. It's like, no, people in their 30s probably understand good music more than some of these younger cats right now because they got exposed to more diverse kinds of music, especially on the mainstream no. end. Now, no you know, thank God for the internet because, you know, no offense, that cat wouldn't have a career without the internet. No doubt. Period. I remember this cat hustling on MySpace and then doing, you know, the, you know, mixtapes about nothing or whatever. Where the hell would you be but around the corner at your house? Not saying that he doesn't have no skills or anything, but it's like, come on, dude. That's just ridiculous. And most of these people who head up these main, these are mainstream and to a degree independent music blogs are in their late 20s to early 30s. Well, no. The ones who head this up big. So, just because you might be a little irate and be like, well, you're 34, you don't understand our music or what people do. It's like, get out of here. If you make good stuff, people of all ages will respect it. If you're making corny stuff, people who've heard better are going to be like, look, I've heard better. Try again. You know, or you're slacking because we've heard cats who've been doing it heavy and I, I hear that you're slacking right now. So, uh, you know, my, my personal ramble and opinion on that. You can go to CultureV.com. 
um, do a search, pull that up, or go to YouTube and you know type in like um, culture. Um, v- actually, I'm sorry, culture vi. I always say as culture v with the v and i, but it's culturevi.com or search for culture vi Wally or whatever on YouTube, and you'll be able to pull up the um, interview. And um, there's a lot more I can rant on, but I'm actually gonna do a rebuttal write up for that. So I just wanted to mention that on the show, and I was talking to Judah about it, and I know he wants had some stuff he wanted to say about that. Uh, briefly, um, it's not just in music, I think, but it's just like in society in general. Um, people overseas don't realize that, um, black people are a new form of slave in the sense that they want to kill something, um, that is beneficial to some people, to, to people in general, um, you know what I'm saying, um, I think it's good that cats are doing good now. You know what I'm saying? I think it's good that cats are uh, cats can be successful and doing it today. Um, but for individuals to automatically think that oh they can't necessarily uh, think of, uh, do 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 a style of music from the past or listen to it or it's like because people listen to older music something is wrong with that. That's a slave mentality, I think. In other words, my past is dead or that is dead. See, a lot of women maybe people say things, people say things that don't know and that mean something else, of course. You know, unless they want to have to compete with the cats from the 80s and the 90s too. Who did join with Buster Rhymes was on there with um, uh, Roe Wayne and um, uh, Chris Brown? Buster Rhymes killed everybody on that track. You know what I'm saying? Buster Rhymes came out in the early 90s. You know what I'm saying? So automatically they don't understand. You can't make that statement to nobody from New York. If, if, like, if, 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 when he said, well, if, 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 you, that, well, you can't say that to nobody from New York, so, and New Jersey, and, it's like Go-Go. People, I'm pretty sure people in D.C., under in their 40s, understand Go-Go more than people in their 20s. If you flip it, I'm pretty sure most people are not going to say that. You know what I'm saying? And the same thing goes with hip-hop. You know what I'm saying? Oh, these cats from... Who, who I don't have to say those names, who was major names in the uh, late 70s and, and the 80s, who, regardless of how much money they made, but the impact that they had on the world is that they were part of initiating this for the world to even be able to grasp. And New York was, always, was the first radio station to have this. And they just, well, they just weren't playing top 40. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, you know, hey, I mean, that, I mean, when I hear somebody who's not from New York say that, I'm like, well, that doesn't apply to people. That doesn't apply to me. You know what I'm saying? Because I know I know hip hop, you know, better than anybody who is not from New York or New Jersey and who is in that age group that he said was below that age group that he said was old. That's just how that goes. You know what I'm saying? In the sense of knowing what I just believe that. Not saying that, you know, what people whatever, but I mean been exposed to so much there's so many hip hop records that there's hip hop records that I don't play on the show that are from the eighties. That I don't play. I mean, you know, good music is good music. I got an older brother that likes a lot of the new stuff, so and he's older than me. He's in his forties, and he likes some of the new stuff. So the the, the idea that oh, that you know, thirty four, my brother's in his forties. That is just nonsense, and it's, it's more or less of a hatred of the past and not wanting to compete with the past, and thereby doing a slave maneuver and and, and downing the past. Or downing older people, just like the slaves do. If they get too old, or if they get too fat, or if they get if they too short, or you know something about it, 
you know, to be able to crack is to, to cause division and age. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? That's a slave maneuver taught to black people, but in a sense, it's put behind you, both in the family, music industry, what have you. But anyway, with people about going to get locked in, no, despite whatever, oh, let no, you're going to hear more, see more, check it. No doubt, no doubt. I'm about to get into it right now. It's time for the syndicated Fusebox radio broadcast with DJ Fusion and John Judah, bringing you that slice of 21st century black radio weekly. Coming up, besides the dope music, our interview with author Richard Francis of Epigenics, the ultimate mystery of inheritance, all of our commentary segments, and other good stuff. All right, it's about time to get into it. Peace. New York, y'all. Right here on the Fuse Box Radio. DJ Fusion. Yo, the trains of New York veins, the city's a psycho. People of the bloodstream, mean and ice cold. Laid back counterclockwise, the dice roll. Gang cats, gang flags, plane crash. Ground zero, no lost angels. Ain't you from my man's in the area? It's good to meet you. Your man did 20 years for some feline sneakers, right? True, had the 560 bins. Light blue when Ev shot itself in the stomach. Smoke and dust, he lit the culture, culture bus. Back when we took the D train uptown. Shanti and the whole crew, gloomy hairstyle. Yo, baby, yo. Yo, baby, yo, T-shirts, gold T-smirks and Mark 125th. Hope the heat work. Few numbers I bagged. Then caught a cab back to Jamaica Ave by the library. See, Mel Carter, she bad. New, New York, New York, New York, New York. All of those who live in Queens know just what I'm talking. New, 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 New York. All of those who live in Brooklyn know just what I'm talking. New, 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 New York. All of those who live in Harlem know just what I'm talking. New, New, New York, New York. All of those in South Bronx know just what I'm talking. Skate key. Empire USA, rooftop two o'clock, skates off, break north to the rink, mix, Springfield and Newark, the six borough, Jersey, Carjack City, the GW Bridge, the co-op city, Popo's hot, blocks in your Benzy box, stash, then we move fast, dropped off, Miss Pretty, shakes her ass to the building, no one, I just killed it, dudes in front of the door, blocks her entrance, asking her who she been with, she laughed, mind your business, tinted windows, pop duchess with box cutters, drop brothers off of Comstock to see Locks brothers, hick town up in New York. Steak. Jake's hate a black New York face Jumping out the phantom with the baits Planet of the apes With the hammers on the waist Gorillas in the tri-state of New, New York, New York, New York, New York All of those who live in Queens Know just what I'm talking New, 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 New York All of those who live in Brooklyn Know just what I'm talking New, 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 York All of those who live in Harlem Know just what I'm talking Yeah, New, New, New York, New York All of those in South Bronx Know just what I'm talking It don't matter if I've been out of town Cigar Tequila. As soon as I touch down in New York City streets, the heat is on. The talk, who said what? I catch up on the new Teflon Dons who got their death on. Who still stable? Well, beefs got squashed at the round table. Who's still holding it? Who hanging with snitches? Couple of Zulus from back in the days. Still up in Clinton. No more handshakes. Fake arm swings. See if you flinch. Need to hold something that's mentioned in every nigga's sentence. When I get it, you got it. D's ran up in the projects. Bail a couple homies out, no doubt. Ferraris in the summer. When is the Hummer or the Turtle Top Van Satellite? Spilling drinks, hitting potholes with the savage types. Club 17, Marquee, the team flash. Next day, hit the spas in the steam bath. Knock out the spinners, do some promo, make paper in the grind capital. Sign a graph or two, hit the hood, see the folks reminisce how it was. In the most powerful city that I love, New York. New York. New York. New York. 
Scraps at the victory laps for a homicidal maniac, rap run runners, kingpin numbers to kick, knee slap scat, throttle loose, filling on the track in your town like Ringling Brothers, bring rings around clowns, got them bowing down and surround sound, drown, pouring something for a small fortune, go broke, sell portion to an auction, caution, name your prices that times four score, of course, no love lost. Enter the town on tour, they force cost more Give or take the off day, short stay In case the court is short, he need the horse play Raw hay, breaking in the dough, no connection Came home, lame's good and still paying protection Feeling no kidding when he ain't rhyme checking Or in the sunshine with a fine dime necking He lighting up the Olympic torch with sparks glow A gift got scores, oh, pass it off, the stalks go Bringing it home, it's the relay laps Twist cats, put them on it The other half on their neck and they back Prepare your best for the victory laps Take titles and give them back World Series hummus, veteran numbers Still spit that crack Bottles of goose in the backpack Talking like dear Tony Starks Don't you dare let us down Your hits be immaculate and accurate Like the targets of Jay Plummer Started all that talk of being a gunner Beef in the winter leads to death in the summer Switching the Frank's army tanks Fuck a bodyguard, it's me in the iron I'm secure like federal banks Pirates Walk a block of compliments of the gentleman in all black in the back, softball stack off the wall, plaque, fall slack, tracking this is tricky. Hope to fix the problem with the rack opinion, do hickey, not too quickly. It's softer than a gooch. As I proceed to pop the clutch like a cooch, boost. It broke loose, scratched the side, sliding, disappeared off the horizon, gliding. You're now riding with the rude gin and gin sing, drinking. Sing a sting song smooth as mink skin. Drop a jeweler, keep the king's men stinking. Filthy metal fingers leave the ink pen stinking. Move, collab is in a mess. Reeking, speaking from the heart like a stabbing in the chest. Leaking in a cab in distress. Blinking, home, poems ringing in his dome, clinging to chromosomes. Listening to Fuse Box Radio. Today, my bird flew away. Gone. 
Listening to Fusebox Radio with DJ Fuse. He heard the key in the door, wife coming home early. He on the futon doing the dirty with the purdy. Young thing, tongue ring, air game vicious. Multiple positions, futile resistance. The key turn, door open, ABT chirp. Put your clothes on for both of us, get hurt. Like getting caught, not part of the plan. So she out the back door with a bra in her hand. He like, damn. And he doing what he can to meet ends. She don't maintain the same status of her friends. So she blaming all on him. Cause she can't hit the streets like Kim. No 350 Benz, AMG on the rims. But the issue is so bigger than him. She gauging her happiness according to them. So all that they built on, prayed on, meaningless attempts. To reach a place that they never been. She love him, but she want more. She never dreamed of being in a two-room apartment queen. That's all he got to offer, though. Retired from that corner, though. Two felonies can't get with more. She threatening to leave him, so he can't see it, man. She all he got. So my man starts to scheme and he plops. He grabbed a burner in the name of his love thing and figured he robbed things. But the block put two in his helmet. The sound of that shell hit. Got a big truck, she want a big truck. She got a man, he understand, he don't give fuck. He got a big house, she want a big house. She got a spouse, he allow, she don't give fuck. One love ain't enough, one dick ain't enough. Nothing ever is enough, and the world ain't enough, enough. The rapper may be witty, but the teeny tough, nice guy, greedy slut, cheated luck. He wanted it all but gave nothing in return Reason why nothing but dust in his urn While alive he was on some take my bottom line Hide the shine of his well-being was a concern Ruffles stuck him up just to up the buck Wasn't up the much in his lusting Just to crush him, wanting just to fuck him up Big and bad enough till somebody stabbed him up Power is a rush, time's up, they call that man a glut See the problem was 
she a product of the same project Ricardo was. Back in the day, she stayed laced out in Nautica. And nowadays, she be ducking from the auditor, hitting the pipe and not knowing where her daughter was. No shower, forgetting where the water was. So lazy, a shame all the daughter was to leave her drugs right next to where the daughter was. So she could get high, and she could get high, she could get high, she could get high. Young boy, now an older man At church with his family Him and his wife are holding hands He releases, he looks at the priest And recognizes his features He can't believe he sees him He steps into the aisle all while he's preaching The priest says, son, would you like to come to Jesus? He says, no, nah, but I'ma send you to him You thought I wouldn't remember this When you took my innocence It's time to finish this You are now listening to Fuse Box Radio.
Hey, this is DJ Logic. You're now listening to the Fuse Box, bringing the best of hip hop and soul music, news and commentary from all over. Listening to Fuse Box Radio.
listening to Fusebox Radio with DJ Fusion. Is Reverend Al Sharpton's move to a primetime slot on MSNBC television a good thing for black people? There was a time, two generations ago, when the placement of just about any black personality in front of the TV cameras was assumed to be a pure plus. That is, unless that person somehow embarrassed the race in full view of white people. But that was before whites with power learned how to put black faces to corporate use. They discovered that there were plenty of African Americans that were so eager to be on television they would say anything. These aspiring anchors would read news copy full of racist code words like forced busing without complaint, glad to get the check and to be on the tube. The news didn't really get any better in terms of its treatment of black people and the issues that mattered most to the African American community. In fact, it's generally gotten worse. But the presence of black faces on the screen created the illusion that television's news content was now friendlier and more relevant to blacks. 
Lots of black folks are still playing that face-counting game. And for them, MSNBC's decision to put Al Sharpton out front at 6 p.m. is a sign of black progress, maybe even a kind of coup. Look at Reverend Al. He used to take it to the streets to challenge authority, and now he's the authority, holding down a prime-time spot. That must be good for black people, right? Wrong. MSNBC's choice of Sharpton over the leftish young Turkish-American Cenk Uygur is a net loss for everyone outside the orbits of power. Al Sharpton is President Obama's paid pit bull, whose main mission is to maul and mangle any black politicians and activists that might consider leaving the Obama reservation. He's been bankrolled by billionaire New York Mayor Michael Bloomberg, who's running black and brown folks out of the Big Apple as fast as hyper-gentrification will allow. Sharpton, always viable and never trustworthy, has completed his biggest deal yet with power, Wall Street power, and the power of a White House that serves Wall Street. He's nestled in the bosom of the rulers and will savage anyone that tries to mess with his sugar daddies, Obama and Bloomberg. So how do black people or anyone else seeking to understand reality benefit from having Obama's pit bull and Mayor Bloomberg's pet taking up space on the MSNBC set every night? Who will be better off when Reverend Al hosts Obama administration officials or even the president himself on his show? Reverend Al's not going to put forward any questions worth asking. That would violate his terms of service to Obama and to Wall Street. No, all we will get from Sharpton is a demand that blacks build a wall around President Obama to keep him safe and secure in the White House for another term, no matter how much of the social safety net he signs away forever. The young Turkish-American Cenk Uygur showed that he could be counted on to confront the Obama administration on questions of policy. That's why he was replaced with the mercenary Al Sharpton. So, we will have our black face at 6 p.m. Some African Americans think what's most important is to have black role models on TV for the sake of the children. That's what's so scary. Al Sharpton, the eminently viable man, a role model for black kids. For Black Agenda Radio, I'm Glenn Ford. On the web, go to www.blackagendareport.com. I ain't local, I'm a locust I don't 
don't know where the joke is. Everything is business. Off you sue me. God is my witness. He put me in the game. I was sent to win it. And in a minute, I'll be whipping so I'm limo tinted. It don't get more intense than this. But keep your sense. You don't get another chance in this. Cause more crowd chanted this. I'm doing things that possibility can't permit. I'm dirty. They grab me out the hand for quick. Now I'm this ish. That's why I'm getting pampered. If don't tamper with my health, I got to get better gladly put a damp on your health. Yeah, I'm the answer to the question, do dreams come true? Yes, they do if you destined. I'm living life to the fullest, no resting. Move from the red roof, now we in the west end. I made it out, now I'm trying to be the best in. I got the class, in this chick, I'm testing. Wow, I jumped out of bed, feeling like today, the world is
Welcome to Media Minutes. I'm Stevie Converse. And I'm Candace Clement. And I'm Megan Tatey. When does a scandal turn into a national debate? When it reaches the upper echelons of power and exposes corruption of the political process. News Corp owner Rupert Murdoch testified before the British Parliament this week about allegations that some of his employees hacked the phones of thousands of people and bribed officials and police to cover it up. The scandal has led to the arrest of 10 people and took down the head of Dow Jones and News International, two of News Corp's largest subsidiaries. And it has snared Great Britain's Scotland Yard and the administration of Prime Minister David Cameron in a web of unethical and possibly criminal behavior. Mike Hoyt is the executive director of the Columbia Journalism Review. He says in Britain, there's always been a culture of tabloid journalism. Hoyt sees nothing wrong with it as long as the newspapers stay within the law. But, he says... News Corp has gone further. News Corp, uh, a corporation with a, a tendency in the history of using journalistic power for its own ends to accumulate more power and, and using journalistic power to you know, intimidate politicians and regulators and even the police. That's pretty shocking, and it's, it's an abuse of power. In an ironic twist, the tables are now turned on Murdoch, who has always believed in the power of newspapers to shift social and political winds. The investigation into the phone hacking was started by a small British paper, The Guardian, in 2009. It's good to remember that this whole thing started with a single reporter, you know, with a notebook and a computer and a lot of questions, and, you know, an editor who let him keep writing about it. And that's kind of heartening that good investigative journalism has that kind of power. As Murdoch tries to minimize the story in Britain and his role in it, here in the United States, public interest groups, progressive activists, and some members of Congress are seizing the opportunity to call attention to the dangers of too much media in too few hands. Free Press President Craig Aaron. I think that the real problem, the long-term problem, is the problem of too much media concentration, too much media power in one company. And it's really a, a collusion between those in power and the most powerful media companies and that they begin to look out for each other and do special favors for each other. You know, you scratch my back, I'll scratch yours. That's certainly been going on in England, and I don't think there's any question it's been going on in the United States as well. That's why U.S. regulators, who this year are going to be reviewing our media ownership rules again, that's why they cannot try to divorce this from what's happening in England. This is the same story. There's a glaring digital divide in the nation's capital, and it's not because people lack access to the Internet. Rather, many residents in Washington, D.C. are simply opting not to connect to broadband, according to a four-month study by the Investigative Reporting Workshop at American University. The study found that many populations are too financially strapped to pay for a broadband connection. Project Director John Dunbar says the debate over how to bridge the digital divide in America is becoming less about how to access the Internet and more about how to pay for it. It's a money issue. It's very much tied to income. The lower your income, the lower your adoption rate. Dunbar warns that a broadband underclass is developing in America as some populations soar with the fastest broadband connections available and others plod along with slow or no connections at all. It's absolutely clear that if you don't have a good broadband connection, one that doesn't have you know, restrictions on data, and one that you can load applications of your choice and be able to do things like heavy research and apply for jobs online and, and work on school projects, you're absolutely at a distinct disadvantage in this country. There's no question about it. And that gap between people who are hooked up and those people who aren't is going to continue to widen. It's a pretty frightening proposition. You're almost sort of looking at a broadband underclass 
us. Dunbar worries that the adoption problem could get worse, not better, as broadband prices increase and phone and cable companies refuse to offer plans for low-income communities. And with scant competition among providers in most communities, people have no choice but to pay high prices for broadband or stay unplugged. Convincing them that it's worth spending their limited resources on broadband is a conversation that Dunbar thinks is faltering. So what's the solution for this growing broadband underclass? Dunbar isn't entirely certain, but he does think it's become a civic issue. It really does become a public policy local issue where should we, since the providers themselves aren't doing it, should we be using public dollars to install you know, connections and access at a price that's closer to what people can afford or at least what they'll pay for? I think there's a really strong argument for that. To read the full report, go to investigativereportingworkshop.com. You've been listening to Media Minutes, a production of Free Press, a national nonpartisan organization working to reform the media. For more information, visit freepress.net. Yo, check this out. This is Chuck the Public Enemy. You're now listening to Fusebox Radio with DJ Fusion. Harder than you think. I'm glad this week is over, I need to get away, go home and throw my clothes off, come get you right away, can't wait to see you looking lovely, I hope you're thinking of me, cause all I want is time with you, and don't need nothing more, so, so I love you, 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 so
Everybody, you're now in tune to another session of the syndicated worldwide Fusebox radio broadcast with DJ Fusion and John Judah. Since 1998, whether it's on your FM dial, internet radio station, podcast, or website, we're in the mix bringing you a slice of what we call 21st century black radio to the masses, a mix of old and new school music, as well as news, commentary, and interviews. And y'all know how we do with interviews. We bring in a diverse mixture of people to drop information about different subjects and opinions and things of that nature. And it's been a while since we've had an author on the radio show, but this one book that came up just really um, caught my interest. I wanted to share a bit of information about it with everybody. The book is called Epigenetics, The Final Mystery of Inheritance. And it is by Mr. Richard C. Francis, who is on the line right now. How are you this evening, sir? I'm good, thank you. All right, great. Thank you for um, being on board with the um, radio show. And I guess one of the best things that um, caught my attention with the book is people always say that we're all a product of our environment. And your book takes that to a whole other level where our environment and what we can encounter, whether it's things that we ingest or chemicals or so forth, can have more effects on us genetically than some may have thought. Yes, that's absolutely true. The, uh, our environment, as you say, the food we eat, the chemicals to which we are exposed, even our social environment affects our DNA. Uh, it doesn't alter the DNA sequence, the genetic code, but it changes other properties of the DNA. And these are important because these epigenetic alterations change gene behavior, how active it will be. Okay, and um, definitely a few questions we're going to ask about that as um, time goes on. But first and foremost, for people who may not be familiar with the um, subject matter, um, what is, I guess briefly, because I know this can go on all day, um, epigenetics, and how did the study of it come about? Well, it, it, uh, it came about because of the convergence of like three distinct research areas that people thought were you know, separate issues, but then about 15 years ago, people realized that they were studying pretty much the same thing. And then from that point on, this epi- field of epigenetics exploded until the point that it's now the largest research area in biology. Okay, now when you say it doesn't necessarily directly affect the sequence, it still affects people, and from going through the book, um, some of these um, traits and things that can get altered can affect future generations. Um, That's right, yes. Um, with that, how does some of that go about? Because one of the parts I found, found was interesting was they had some of the studies where they were talking about certain like stress factors yes uh, stress is, uh, is a big area of epigenetic research so there was the um, this really nice piece of research by Michael Meany on rats where they 
they, they studied the effect of mothering, the epigenetic effects of mothering in rats. And rats lick their young, that's how they care for them. And the tactile stimulation uh, is, has a lot of developmental effects. If they get licked a lot, they are, tend to be well-adjusted stress-wise. If they don't get licked sufficiently, they become stressed out for life. And what's interesting is that the, the offspring of the, uh, uh, that are stressed out for life their offspring also tend to be stressed out, and that goes for several generations. And it's caused by epigenetic alterations in certain genes uh, that are uh, involved in the stress response. Now, uh, Meany has actually replicated this study in a way on a human equivalent, which is they found that children uh, who are neglected, uh, who are not parented sufficiently, uh, also have epigenetic alterations in these same genes. Uh, yes, sir. Um, and during that process, um, how, how would you say that um, nutrition would come into it? Because if they're, I guess, um, yeah. from, I guess, not to cut you off, but not getting, I guess, given love to be able to give love. And in essence, is what you're saying, because it's like lick means, I guess, a form of love, form of um, nurturing. Sure, that's a, that's absolutely correct. Yeah. So it's like in the sense of being love to be able to give love, and I think it would it would it would stand the reason with the food we eat, you know, whether it's you know organic or you know uh, food that is uh, maybe be uh, um, genetically modified or and ke- pe- chemical pesticides, which are two different things. Conversion. Well, yes. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Well, certain chemicals and certain pesticides, uh, for example, are uh, what are known as endocrine disruptors. That is, they mimic uh, human hormones, especially the female hormone estrogen, and so they have particularly adverse effects on male development. Uh, in, in another study uh, on rats, they found that when uh, the male rats were exposed in the womb to these uh, endocrine disruptors that they had a host of problems including defective sperm mm. and what was interesting though was that their uh, sons, grandsons and even great grandsons also had defective sperm even though they weren't exposed to the endocrine disruptors mm. Mm, that's oh so, that was, so there, it was generational then Yes, yes, it was inherited, this, this problem. Which was, and so some uh, Randall Jurdles of prominent researchers suggested that, you know, that uh, certain uh, chemicals in our environment are not only a problem for us, but for future generations. So what, when you say chemicals in our environment, would you also include chemtrails? I'm sorry? Chemtrails also? I, I, I'm sorry, I, I got it bad connection here um um one thing i was saying talking about chemtrails are you familiar with chemtrails no okay uh well chemtrails were from my understanding were were were, um uh these planes that fly over certain parts of the country that have like um certain um things that they emit from the back of them that they spray that uh some say is supposed to be related with the um uh, uh weather modification that okay. goes on in the United States. Oh, you mean that they try to seed clouds? Yes. yes, that also, but yes, yes, but supposedly there's there's a lot of stuff that's in these things that um, 
you know, like is what you're talking about. Well, no, yeah, I, I, I don't know anything specifically about that. Okay. I should say, but you know, it, it would certainly be something that would be worth looking into. Yeah. Okay, those studies by themselves and the book details um, quite a few things on that. And one thing I do have to give you a lot of credit for is. Uh, for the person who's not necessarily the most into science, you break down a lot of information in the book very, very well. Well, thank you. I, I tried to. I tried to make it for a general general audience, non-scientists. That's good. Because because you're talking to a non-scientist right here, and I know when I took classes years ago, that this would like make my eyes glaze over, but I was completely into the book, read it in a whole day when I um, oh, good. received I'm the review. Pleased. I'm pleased to hear that. And... Um, I know we kind of touch base on, you know, a bit of the, on the, I guess, scarier side of epigenetics, mm -hmm. but one of the things that did um, give some hope is that people do look at as much negative things could occur with epigenetics, positive things can occur as well. Absolutely. In fact, our nor normal development depends on epigenetic events. For example, um, we uh, all go through a stage uh, when we were a ball of ice identical cells called embryonic stem cells and uh, these stem cells become uh, you know liver cells neurons skin cells etc all of which remember are genetically identical each cell in our body has the same genome but they differ in what makes them different are, is epigenetic and what makes stem cells special is, is, are, is epigenetic uh, properties. Okay, and we know there's a lot of stem cell research going on where um, there's been lots of major and minor miracles that have happened with that, so we can look at that as a positive aspect. Right, yes. And um, also one of the things that had me curious on that level is that while people can see that some bad mutations can occur, that epigenetics can also help them be reversed. That's right. So uh, especially uh, this applies to cancer. The, uh, you know, for a long time it's been thought that cancer is a genetic disease first and last. That is, it's, it's initiated by a cancer and then each subs subsequent stage in the development of the cancer, its progression, is caused by another mutation. Well, we now know though that uh, a lot of cancer has an epigenetic dimension and what's uh, really the good news from that is that epigenetic events and processes are reversible unlike mutations so the, the, the hope is that epigenetic therapies uh, targeted epigenetic therapies can reverse the cancerous process and in fact the FDA has just approved four new drugs for epigenetic cancer therapy that was just within the last uh, month or so. Okay, that's definitely fantastic news and hopefully those will work out in the way that we all want them to work out, especially with how cancer is being apparently more and more prevalent now, especially here in the United States. Um, yes, and and we know that uh, you know cancer has, there's an environmental component to it, uh, but to the extent that it is the abnormal behavior of cancer cells is caused by epigenetic alterations, there is there's a lot of hope uh, for reversing the process. Okay, and again, definitely some news that we can all take to heart and look forward to. 
One thing I was curious about in the epigenetic realm, especially with the talk about various stressors and things we put into ourselves could mm-hmm. cause issues. Um, has there been more detailed reason, um, I guess, research in terms of, you know, whether people, let's say, take something, certain things out of their diet that, that may affect them eventually, or especially with food having more hormones and things in them? Has there been research in terms of seeing how that affects people? And- well, the... Uh- I, I mentioned the endocrine disruptors, yeah. uh, but yes. there's a host of chemicals uh, in our environment uh, that 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 are suspect as far as their epigenetic effects, and they, they include heavy metals, um, uh, exhaust fumes, uh, you know, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but certainly, our diet is 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 something that people can control. Yeah. And while the the diet in that the fetus experiences has the most formative effects. The diet, the diet affects us throughout our lives, yeah. and uh, epigenetic uh, processes don't end in the womb. They they occur throughout our lives, and to the extent that we can get a handle on just how these are these occur, uh, there there's a great hope for uh, for correction. Yeah. Indeed, I mean, to a degree, like this, almost you know helps perpetuate everything our parents always tell us. You're supposed to eat good and not be exposed to certain bad things and now you can be like, Mom, Dad, you were right because this book says so, <laughs> you know. And it's on a genetic a, level, so I could be smart and say so. That, that's right. And it, but it, that, then that's a hopeful message. You know, you, you, you can't be fatalistic about these things. You know, we do have a, a certain responsibility in that area for ourselves. Indeed, and I definitely that was a wonderful message throughout the entire book where it's like we can have a handle on it. It's not like, you know, you're literally born with the, the cards you're dealt with and, right. and that's it, you know. And on a health level, another level, that's definitely, you know, a wonderful message. Um, with the field of um, epigenetics, where do you see this going in the future? Well, you know, it's, it's going in a couple directions. The stem cell research is probably the, for for many biologists, it's the it's the it's the area where the money is as far as the research dollars, uh, because there's so many potential applications. But also, uh, people are looking at the fetal environment, the effects of uh, epigenetic uh, events that occur in the fetal environment, and you know, it, in some ways, it just puts more, you know, more. Uh, pressure on mothers to be, you know, that they, you know, they're stuck with having to worry about this, <laughs> uh, you know, what they ingest. Uh, and and it, for some of these things are difficult con- to control. For example, stress isn't something that we have a whole lot of control over. But uh, generally, uh, it, 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 the message is, you know, to, as you said, uh, listen to your grandmother. <laughs> Alright, and there we go, and I'm sure there's a ton of grandmothers and mothers and other people who can listen to this broadcast and be like, I told you so, you need to take care of yourself, don't put all that bad stuff in you, you know, That's right. you and everybody yeah. else can, can be okay. And um, yeah, I definitely look forward to hearing more about epigenetics and hopefully in the future we can hear about it in different places and formats. I ended up being lucky and finding out about this information since it hadn't really seemed to have been getting a mainstream push as of yet in terms of health advances and research, or at least maybe as blatantly said as epigenetics. It's, yeah, these are still early days, uh, certainly, in epigenetics research, but uh, you know, things are, are really taking off. All right.
night and everybody again um this is a fantastic book it's it has science and stuff in it but it's not the type of science that's going to make you scared and run away there's concrete examples of what happens i know when um people brought up with the steroid and how that affects people i thought was just <laughs> right. Uh, I, I try to make you know uh, make it story based as a way to con you know to con connect uh, the the science to something that people can uh, relate to. Indeed, you're not reading that that college text chemistry book that's going to make you go to sleep or anything like that, mm -hmm. or or make you worried. I think it's an excellent introduction to just finding out what's happening with our health at large, and you know. Hopefully, great advances in the future. And the book is out now. It's at all your brick and mortar bookstores. I, I feel so old having to say brick and mortar bookstore, <laughs> but um, that's true. And all your um, online places, Amazon, Barnes and Noble, etc. Um, I know Slate.com had a very nice review of the book, which I agree with. Otherwise, um, Mr. Francis would not be on the show, <laughs> and um, all of that. And um, yeah, definitely check it out. Find out a little more about um, what's happening with us and our bodies at large. The book, again, is called Epigenetics, The Final Mystery of Inheritance, um, published by W. w. Norton & Company. And um, again, I know you've been doing a lot of um, press runs and everything with this book. We definitely thank you for your time in doing this wonderful interview. Hey, it was it's my, my pleasure, certainly. Alrighty, and again, I'll tell it to the audience one more time. The information will be on our um, podcast site and our official blog site, BlackRadioWithBack.com. The book is called Epigenetics, The Final Mystery of Inheritance. Um, find out a little more about what's going on with your body and how it affects you from the mental state to literally your genes and your DNA. And with that, we're going to get um, back into a little bit of music in the mix here. You are tuned in to the syndicated Fusebox radio broadcast with DJ Fusion and John Judah. As always, with our weekly broadcast, you can be able to get it um, via iTunes, Zoom, Flycast, TuneIn Radio, and all of our 25-plus um, syndicated radio partners. And we're about to get into the mix. All right. You're now listening to Fusebox Radio with DJ Fusion.
What's up, everybody? It's your boy right here, Lamar Blackman, and this is Direct Effects, your hottest daily five-minute jump off of all the hottest entertainment and college news, brought to you by the Black University Radio Network. That's you, 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 and you. And on today's show, we'll talk about hydration of the body and dehydration, a major health concern. Our body is made up of 75% water. If you're not drinking at least seven glasses a day, you're doing your body a disservice. And I'll break it down. We sat down with another media mogul today. This one is still in her 20s. Miss Raven Simone stopped by the HBCU studios to speak about her foundation is aimed at helping young women out with self-esteem issues. And she has not stopped working since she stopped filming Disney's popular show, That's So Raven. And we'll explore the downside of consuming animal products, specifically cow's milk. No other species in the animal kingdom drinks another's milk. So why do humans do it? I'm just asking. All you lactose intolerant people out there, I'm just asking. We'll explore some facts. All right here next. Don't you go nowhere. Okay, I'll listen. They're just three little words, but sometimes they can be very tough to say, especially when your son or daughter wants to talk to you about joining the U.S. Army. Okay, I'll listen. They're just three little words, but if you find the strength to say them to your son or daughter, you'll hear the opportunity to create a future that's stronger than you ever imagined. A future full of advanced training in over 150 careers, along with the discipline and leadership skills they need to succeed in any situation. Add tuition assistance and up to $40,000 in enlistment bonuses, and soon you'll realize the U.S. Army is a viable option. Okay, I'll listen. They're just three little words. But if you say them to your son or daughter when they want to talk about joining the U.S. Army, you'll hear the thought put into their decision. Learn more at GoArmy.com. You make them strong. We'll make them Army strong. Paid for by the U.S. Army. We caught up with another media mogul, this one in her 20s, Miss Raven Simone. She has a new initiative since her That's So Raven show went off the Disney Channel about a year and a half ago. Now it's helping young women with self-esteem issues. Now here's Raven speaking on how she's got involved. When you have a problem, you know, and, and you address it and you're open about it, then you're getting over that problem. If you're hiding it and, and things like that, then you do have a problem. So I think Oprah, I think uh, Queen Latifah, myself, and many other w- women that are, you know, um, out there and promoting and health and, and saying, hey, look at me, this is how I am, I have a situation, I'm working with it. I think that's actually good and you can see it. That's my girl Raven Simone, very beautiful and talented, always keeping it moving. You can always check her out at ravensimone.com. Googlers, as she tells me. <laughs> Thanks for your time, girl, and good luck on your initiative. A substantial body of scientific evidence raises concerns about health risks that arise from cow's milk products. These problems relate to the proteins, sugars, fat, and contaminants in dairy products and the inadequacy of whole cow's milk used for infant nutrition. Studies show health risks from milk's consumption are greatest in infants less than one years of age, in whom whole cow's milks can contribute to deficiencies in general nutrition, including iron and essential fatty acids and vitamin E. The American Academy of Pediatrics recommend that infants under one not receive whole cow's milk. Several reports have linked the solin-dependent diabetes is related to the specific protein found in dietary products. This form of diabetes usually begins during childhood. 
and is the leading cause of blindness and contributes to heart disease, kidney damage, and amputations due to poor circulation. It has long been noted in many scientific studies that there is a strong correlation between the use of dietary products and the incidence of diabetes. There's a report that cow's milk protein stimulates the production of antibodies, which in return destroys the insulin-producing pancreatic cells. Check it out. Water is the essence of life. It is the single most important nutrient in our bodies, bar none. Making up roughly 70% of our muscles and brain tissue, only oxygen is craved by the body more than water then why do we put so little regard on such a powerful life force? Unfortunately, most Americans do not consume sufficient water daily to meet their body's most basic requirements, leaving them dehydrated. Dehydration alone is responsible for a wide range of common ailments experienced by just about everyone in today's busy, fast-paced world. The most common two are headaches and fatigue. When you breathe, you lose moisture to the air. Every time you exhale, you lose as much as two cups of water per day. The human body loses at least 10 cups of water per day, so if you fail to replenish at least seven cups of water, you lose daily throughout natural processes, you set off a psychological reaction in the body that can cause serious health effects. The easiest way to help the body fight is to simply drink six to eight glasses of water per day. Go out and get your water. Urban Entertainment News Breaks, it's already waiting for you online at EURweb.com. That's www.EURweb.com. EURweb.com. That's going to do it for this edition of Direct Effects, y'all. It's a wrap. I just want to give big shout-outs to all the campuses that are in Direct Effects. What's going on out there? My man, Jimmy White, Jimmy Jam, representing WSSB at South Carolina State. And my man out there representing... Tuskegee U, Oscar Austin. What's good? Thanks for all the people that are in the show. Greg Sampson, I see you, DL Underdue. We love you. We're coming to North Carolina Central. What's going on, Cherie? North Carolina and TN and Zima will be there. Till tomorrow, she boy right here, Lamar Blackman. Go. Ladies and gentlemen, you are now witnessing. I gotta tell him His star's gonna rise Ninety-nine foot high With his feet in the valley And his head in the sky Yeah, get the beat.
Chief they need rhymes only noodles sprinkled through your Henry. Climb like the deficit, profits, death threats to Israel, slid through Bethlehem, bong on one wheel. Syringes, rubber bands, needles, the 60s. Granddaddy Caddy was coughing 6D. Bigash all that, Oscars jumpers, pink champagne, brown paper bags, roller wall bumpers. These in the camera guys, cause tearing your eyes, sweat on the hammer fly. Waves of the samurai, newsflash bulletin, guards on the prowl, we full again. Ruffman, scum Tim's, sonic bionic lens, Rizzo console. Is it Bush or the Dole? Front row of the Super Bowl, black gold in my soul. On a whole stroll, don't go, boy. You on parole? You don't know? Someone in the back went clack clack. Money is stacked. Now bust your gun, clack clack. Someone in the back went clack clack. Money is stacked. Now bust your gun, clack clack. Made them throw their hands up and then lay flat. Rat pack, eat up the average alley cat. Prepare for the impact when we come back. Known to drop facts that crack your hard hat. Must I show and prove? Trust I, bust I, make your head spin like chrome 20s on the buggy I bends. Who contends? Woo like the super friends. Who's your rhyming hero? Wu Tang rules again. Someone in the back went clack clack. Money is stacked. Now bust your gun clack clack. Someone in the back went clack clack. Money is stacked, now bust your gun, clack, clack Yo, something in the street went bang, bang Making it hard for you to do your thing, thing Something in the street went bang, bang Something in the hole went The box cutter went Something in the hole went The box cutter went Something in the slum went rump, pump, pump Something in the slum went rump, pump, pump You are now listening to the Fuse Box with John Judah.
right here on the Fuse Box Radio. Listen up, Maggie. You fix them up, Maggie. Yo, that see-through dress is looking tough, Maggie. Turn around now, let me zip you up. Yup, I do that gladly. All sucks, fit like a glad baggy. Ziplock, me and my chick rock steady. My chick rock heavy, head off with all races. My baby melting pot ready. I can smell a hot cherry. I swear my lady could cook, she put weight on me. Speed at the pace on me, even though she flaked on me. She played a part in the movie and Scarface with Tony. Sometimes I leave her breathing in a hard place and lonely. We make up for breakups on a hard place, she on me. She peel a heartbreaker, leaving them with sniffle nose. Hard skipping, sitting froze like they ain't know what kiss was called. Give you tongue freeze, Colombian sea breeze. A farmer's daughter throws Colombians leaves with speed. Figures. She had a course delivered. I get across the river, get us a fortune with her. Coarse and bitter, real raw attitude. She travels seashores and lines of latitude. Moms get rabbits through, show you what I have it do. Good sense of humor, they love it when she cracked up. Complexion on a picture, perfect, not a scratch and cut. A curse and a touch, your whole life could collapse and destruct. What we got between us is passion and lust. She like it in front of mirrors, I'm smashing it up. Uh. They gon' lay us next to Barney and Clyde I swear, we ain't never going inside One thing they can't take is our pride Can't dodge fate with your laws, babe For God's sake, see the heart shape in our eyes This car chasing, heartbreaking Spark exchanging with squads to take Just put a large scrape on your thigh But hold your head up high You starting to sweat inside I can't stand seeing my redhead die They got a barricade coming up on exit 5 My other half, my best inside My precious pie Rest your eyes, the precious high My name is Doug E. Fresh, and I'm with my girl Jill Scott, and we're about to take it from the bottom to the top. All right? <laughs> 
Falcon, this is Cab C.A.B. Representing for Fuse Box Radio. DJ Fusion and John Judah. You know what it is. Jersey. Summertime and I'm cruising. Tell them haters keep it moving. I got the chunkiest whip, iPhone on my hip. The baddest chick with the prettiest lips. A fortified mommy with a voluptuous body. Don't play games when it's time to party. I go hard, stay straight, get papes and chill. CAB diamond cut though, that's for real. Paid in live, world premiere. So silky to track, my voice to chorus, so milky. This is for the beach, this is for the pool. This is for the club and those who just got out of school. Family reunions and barbecue. Block parties and social rendezvous Amusement parks, wedding receptions Atlantic City boardwalk, casino connections The young and old, bridging generations Worldwide city to city, United Nations You feel the magic and the mystery? That's summertime, rich tradition throughout history 
mind set on spring and summer Flashback for hunger when I was younger Wild and free, the ghetto child smiling me Reminisce good times, friends and family Some long gone, but their spirit's still living Some incarcerated, but my love I keep giving Stay driven, with my eyes on the prize Shorty in the tennis skirt, eyes on her thighs Barbecuing, little kids running round OGs digging my sound, brothers giving me pounds Look around, ain't no hate The music feel good, and I just ate But wait, my date looking real pretty My ex-girl's attitude real shitty The seasons return, learn from love we yearn As the world turn and the sun burn Weather turned colder, 4th of July high, Labor Day weekend, summer just flew by, you know what I'm speaking, relax with it, play my part religiously, meticulously, move inconspicuously, international passport aficionado, profile, no smile, my bravado, slick talk, walk what we speak, we read, rise with the sun, got no time for sleep, theme music, something to ride to, glide and strive to, that's what I provide you. Everyone that we are 
Checking out Freebox Radio with John Judah. And this is your truly big guru, the icon. Tell me, will you really, really, really think it's more lyrical? Cause every time I go somebody gotta see their manacle. And every time I come, I'm eating everything that's edible. And if you ain't already know then who be more incredible? They wanna call me crazy like I'm borderline cynical. Cause how I do it and I kill them and I hate them credible. And magically do it like this was another miracle. And if you don't like it, then you can suck up on my genitals. Do a little bitch and get a your little pedestal. And whenever you see me, you better salute the general. Cause I will break it down to every single little mineral. Again, when you see me counting money, when the decimal again, about to cop another diamond out of Senegal again. Everybody's saying that he's uncomparable again. 
Okay. Killing everything, I think we about to have a funeral. A lot of you niggas be doing whatever you be doing, and I don't even know what to call it. Just sound terrible. No one on the corporate see we have another burial. All these niggas that be rambling and babbling, I ain't hearing them, and everybody know that I be handling my B. I when it come to other rappers, niggas know that I be scaring them. Chop, chop, chop. Chop another beat up, now you see the way I heat up. Everybody wanna meet up just to come inside the building and witness another killing, and I relax and throw a shot back. Put my feet up. Huh. Every beat that I'ma touch, I'ma lace, I'ma never stop. Even with a muzzle on my face, when I'm finished with this city, I'ma leave without a trace. Nigga, kneel down, better say grace. I go I'm about to go ham Hard as a mother Let me let me know who I am You are now listening to the Fuse Box with John Judah
hot as a fuck in this thing, man. I can't. If any, if you hear, if any younger people in the audience, you'll hear the ice cream man go out and get me some shits. But I know the young people can. I remember when you was little, you could hear them ice cream bells, boy. The ice cream man. Remember he would come to town and everybody would lose their fucking mind? You couldn't hear your mother calling you, but you hear that ice cream man three blocks away. And no matter what you was doing, the shit stopped when Mr. Softy came to town. You be playing marbles and shit. Anywhere she wanted to hit you, any place, any time. 
By the time I was 10, my mother was like Clint Eastwood with her shit. Straight up, she kept walking in the room with like this. Mama, hold on a second. Shh. And God forbid she be dressed up and have them high heel shoes on, them pump gypsies, and be standing in the doorway with my father, because they hear you in the bedroom fucking up. They have that mother here, and they hear you. And they get motherfucking boomerang action on your ass. Fuck you up, you don't even know what happened to you. Mother leave the doorway and say, wait a minute, right? And I'm hanging out with you, Fox Radio and Black Radio's Back.com.
radio.
right here on the Fuse Box Radio.
right here on the Fuse Box Radio. Checking out Fuse Box Radio with John Judah, and this is yours truly, Big Guru, the icon.
right here on the Fuse Box Radio.
blues to America. America gave the blues to the Negro. Damn. So, yeah, it is. It is what it is, so therefore it is like it is. That's right. Understand. Dead from birth, like is for the black man in America. Whipped up in the cotton fields of Mississippi and Georgia. To taking off your clothes on the beaches of Florida. Now we sing. Tell jokes and do nigga things. It is what it is, so therefore it is like it is. Yeah, like it is. You know, stillborn, don't cultivate or produce. Just make babies and walk away. Study like livestock, cows and horses. It is what it is, so therefore it is like it is. Uh-huh. Niggas buy what they want and beg for what they need. It is what it is, so therefore it is like it is. Like it is. <laughs> Like it is. Now, you know, why do we kill one another and sell each other out? Is it the lack of knowledge of self? Red and blue. Put the guns down and hug your brother. But it is what it is, so therefore it is like it is. We used to care for our aging parents and grandparents. But now we send them to nursing homes to be picked and pulled and stepped on. But it is what it is, so therefore it is like it is. It is like it is. It is what it is. And it is what it is. Therefore it is. Like it is. <laughs> now, a destroyed nation of people blind to our history can't hear the wisdom of God. Just a dumbass nigga. Rolling in the mud in the streets and the cities in America on the block. But it is what it is, so therefore it is like it is. It is what it is. But therefore it is what it is and like it is, like it is, like it is. You know, to the black man, light is all around us and why are we still stuck in the darkness? Not the color of our skin, but the ignorance we live in. But it is what it is, so therefore it is, like it is. Blind, crippled, and crazy with cornrows. Shit, we started in the 1970s today, riding around in Rolls Royces and Hummers. Living in big houses, we just a bunch of niggas with things, but the master manufactures and sells those things. Damn, did we build anything? But it is what it is, so therefore it is like it is. It is what it is, therefore it is like it is. Protect your mind, the real estate of the millennium. Protect your property. DJ Johnny Juice, public enemy, like it is. The revolution of the mind. Like it is. But yo, let me tell you something. Now it is what it is. So therefore it is.
you'll agree, it's dynamite. That's all the time we have tonight. Join us next time. Good night. You know, it's a capitalist society, but we're saying that there's an obligation and accountability that's being just left in the in, into the cold and, and the sense of competition and leaving everything else out into the wind. And, you know, the masses of black people catch the bus and go to the laundromat. The masses of Americans are just like you go to work every day and just, you know, and believe into the concepts that are delivered to them through all these mediums. So are they like sheep? Like sheep. Let me tell you, and you know what you know what happens to sheep. Sheep just follow the shepherd, a shepherd that they can't even see. Or they and go alongside to the, the sheep, huh? Or they go to the slaughter. Go right to the slaughter. And alongside the sheep are other sheep who are really wolves in sheep's clothing.